So not too long ago, the Lion King re-release, like 3D version with all that clear, proper quality, just got released on cinemas. Now, as much as it's something that's been based off of, you know, East African land, you know, Swahili culture and so on, funny enough, there are no artists on the album that came with it, which is just frankly really, really odd. But then again, you know, a lot of things are odd this week. So let's hit it. Welcome to your number one break time show, break time on West Side with your host, Sir Denver B, the hostess with the mostest. And this is, you know, last week was fire episode two, of which, to be very honest, last week wasn't even fire. Last week was fake. Like, usually it's supposed to be fire or fucked, but frankly, this time it was just fake. Uh, there was a lot that came into light after, you know, this whole face app came out. And everyone was doing this whole face app challenge where they were making themselves look super old. And it kind of picked up for a while. Now, there's no problem with trying to look old. The problem is, at some point, guys are like, oh, you know, there's security concerns over it because, you know, like people might be trying to steal your identity and so on, of which, frankly, I wouldn't mind that. At this point in time, AI will pretty much pick your face, plant it on someone else's body and claim that you did a crime. And they will do it so well that it will almost be untraceable to even the trained eye. And this is AI we're talking about. First of all, like, my question is, how the hell did they get AI to make someone look old on an app and do it so damn well? Because people have been posting up those photos and they've done everything. Cristiano Ronaldo's done it. Lots of different celebrities have done it. Even the regular people do it. And the funniest part about all of that is they decided to do it on other things as well. They took the Avengers posters, made everyone look old. Of which, to be very honest, RDJ looked the oldest to me. Thanos looked the same, but I'm guessing it's because he's supposedly supposed to be like immortal or something of that sort. Which was very, very interesting. Like, I've never thought that, you know, people looking old is something that ha- that can actually pick up traction. You get. And in addition to all of that, it's like people who are, you know not that good looking, look old and they look worse and you're like, you know what, it's not that you're beautiful, you're just young. But anyways, that is just my two cents. I'm thinking, you know what, these guys probably were having this really good feeling of if at any point I'd see myself looking old, I might want to see what I look like. But well, if the NSA is already investigating it, then probably won't look that old or at least it might investigate how old you look. Because I'm guessing the aging algorithms that they use, they could have probably jacked them from the NSA. Because, like, when it comes to tech, I'm not going to say that US of A is that good. But I'd say that the US of A has been very monumental in bringing a lot of technology. And editing software can be used to change up how someone looks, especially if they're trying to find someone. So if they want to age someone by a couple of years, if they want to add some facial hair, if they want to change anything, you'll find that Facial recognition is actually built to look for such detail. And such algorithms are actually pretty expensive. Like, this is something that's a national security thing. But considering that it's been put on an app, damn. Like, I'm honestly 
very intrigued that they can do that. Now, fortunately or unfortunately, I didn't put my face through the whole face app challenge. Not because I couldn't. Okay, actually, I couldn't. I have a very crappy phone right now, so I couldn't really get the app. And, you know, I already have apps that are already, you know, dying on my phone. They're barely working properly. But nonetheless, that is something that I thought about. And I was like, you know what? No, what if these guys are capturing my information? I'm a bit of like, how would they call it? I'm a bit skeptical about such things because I don't know if my identity is already being stolen. But then again, I've been on Google enough times. They probably have my full search history, including porn and everything. So, you know, that pretty much could have happened and there's nothing that I can stop it with. Now, on to something else that was fake, or at least was fake about 50 years ago. So the moon landing happened around some time last week, and they're celebrating the 50th anniversary of it. So it happened sometime last week, 50 years ago. 50 years. Damn, we are growing old. I'm not particularly saying that this is a fact, but it is heavily believed that the moon landing was faked. This is something that so many people have come up uh, criticizing the US for. You know, they're saying the moon landing was fake and so many other things that concern it's not being real has been brought out. And recently, a photographer who also tends to study a lot of conspiracy theorists, because this is something that conspiracy theorists have talked about for years and years and years, that it was faked. First of all, they're like, oh, you know, the moon isn't supposed to have that much wind, so why the hell was the flag moving that much? Blah, 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 like the position of the shadowing. And all of that is pretty interesting. From an eye, from a, from a regular eye perspective, like when you're looking at the photo of the moon landing, it makes it look very... You can actually tend to see a couple of flaws if you look hard enough. Now... A certain photographer, he's about 77 years old. His name is Marcus Allen, 77-year-old. Now, he talked about how this whole thing was fake and it was a lie. So first of all, he started talking about, you know, like the whole ladder descension and everything. And for people who do rock climbing, there's supposed to be like three main points of like proper contact and proper stability. Of which if he slipped and he landed badly, you know, like the suit would have been depressurized, all the air would have flown out and he'd have, you know, died because, you know, vacuum and lack of oxygen and shit. Now, that one kind of started his whole rant on how this wasn't properly done. He he went on to talk about the camera that they used and they talked about, and he talked about how the film would have pretty much not have survived being in outer space unless it was pressurized by about 1.5 bar and this guy went all in on it i have seen people who have gone all in on this topic and like i will have to admit this guy is like proper top level because he spoke on the camera he spoke on the way he was on the ladder he spoke on how everything was done he spoke on how this thing looked like it was staged how the lighting seems to shift how apparently some shots look like they were from the same place, just different scenes, others had rocks. Like these, as in, people actually go all in into this thing. And frankly, I believe them. I honestly feel as though that the US of A has been very good at lying. They tried to show technological supremacy during the Cold War. And as much as people know the Cold War for like things like nuclear, you know, who has the biggest stick around here, 
it also went some technological level and the u.s knew very well that the russians would have gotten there before them so they're like you know what we don't have to really do it we just have to show that we can if they did it right now in this day and age where cgi actually works they'd have pulled it off so damn well because the movie industry is very good nowadays especially with cgi so they'd probably go and fake a moon landing and then they'd send it to russia and they'd be like you know what suck on big daddy you russian twats anyways that aside i want to move away from old people and i want to move to the younger ones so apparently a kenyan priest went and set up his own version of the catholic church because apparently he was like you know what as an african i have to produce children like this is part of my bloodline this is something that i have grown up you know believing in and as much as i'm catholic we have to admit that I am also, you know, an African man. I have to produce children. So he went and he challenged the whole celibacy clause in priesthood all the way to the Vatican. And this guy was like, you know what? If you guys aren't accepting it, he's like, you know what? Then I'll just break away. So his whole backstory started about how when he started, when he started out in the seminary, he was talking to a lot of his people, his peers, especially from Kenya. And he talked about how he didn't like the whole celibacy clause in priesthood. And, you know, like Kenyans, as we usually tend to be sometimes, just come out and say, you know what? You don't necessarily have to follow that. Like us guys are priests, but we have like secret families. Or we have like a, like a wife, maybe a kid or two or three. And, you know, as long as people don't really know about it, it's okay. Now, that kind of put him on edge. And this guy was bold enough to, to come out and be like, you know, what? we need to kill the celibacy vow for priests. We need to produce more children, of which, if it was me, I wholeheartedly agree with him. I'm not Catholic, but I agree with him. You need to produce more children. We need more girls in this world so that we don't end up cock-blocking each other as men in the future. Just saying. Just saying. But this guy goes ahead and he listened to the whole secret family story. And he was like, you know, I cannot have, you know, like this whole secret family thing happening and then keep on running the church as an honest priest. He wouldn't be very honest if he has secret families. So this guy decided to create a breakaway faction of the Catholic Church known as the Renewed Universal Catholic Church, which is Catholic in every single way except having optional celibacy for its priests. Now, I don't want to poke too much fun at it, but it's like saying that models aren't supposed to get pregnant if they don't want to. I'm not saying that they shouldn't. It's just that when it comes to, to certain points, certain matters, certain things that have been run in a certain manner of ways for the longest time, it's good to question why. The problem is people don't like doing a lot of questioning and then they're like, you know, what? I don't like this. This is the old way of doing things. We need to shift to the new way of doing things. We need something better. There's a reason why stuff still runs the way it does. And I'm not saying that to side with, with the Vatican. Frankly, I think if people want to smash, people should smash. It's, it's, it's your body part. You have to use it. And when you think about it, like the clitoris on a woman is the only part of the human body at least on females actually 
because it's only on females male don't exactly have a clitoris but it's the only part of the human body that was specifically built specifically designed for pleasure it has nothing else like scientists have gone they've done their research they've looked at why certain things are here and there the clitoris is the only one that's just put there for pleasure now considering that it's a priest and it's not a woman it might seem like the argument is a bit moot but think about it this way nuns also have to take that celibacy thing sisters have to take that whole celibacy vow now when you're taking a celibacy vow it means you're not going to use a body part now for all of us christians because well i happen to be one nonetheless for all of us christians who have this whole parable of you know talents and utilizing your full potential now when you go to heaven and then you meet with your maker how exactly will you explain the fact that you had a body part which you did not utilize and i'm not saying that in the sense of you know you had your your appendix cut or you had your tonsils mo- removed that's all fine and dandy like there you can see why like they might pose a couple of problems here and there but please explain as in like if i were the person to like ask you on judgment day please explain why you have not used your clitoris yet that was supposed to provide you with maximum pleasure like the highest level of human pleasure yes human physical pleasure correction that you can ever achieve i put that body part there and you did nothing with it how exactly will you explain yourself though like that's something that usually gets to me and i just look at it and i'm like mm. if you're gonna if you're gonna take a celibacy vow then you know go break your virginity you know go smash a couple of people here and there then you'll have used it then you can go take a celibacy vow probably when you're done with sex but you know opinions are like assholes everyone has at least one so i honestly feel like that was a very bold move and i kind of like it just the same way i feel like we should take bold moves and keep on moving with life so it is it from me today on break time on westside i have been your host sir danvabi if you want to hit us up on ig it is at break time underscore westside i'll see you guys sayonara and get back to that work always put that process in that progress or be the prevention <music>